He's going to be calling the Battle of Alberta with former oiler Craig Simpson, and he's joining us right now. Chris Cuthbert, good morning. Thanks so much for being on the show. Hey, Chelsea, Daryl, good to be with you. Uh, uh, the good news is, 31 years later, I think my voice has finally changed, so that's, that's, that's good. <laughs> it, must be, it must be so cool to be in a position now as a sports broadcasting legend to just get called up to do these really exciting matchups like this. I mean, how, how excited are you to be able to call another Battle of Alberta? Well, I, I can't believe it's been 31 years, for one. But, you know, I, I, I was away from Hockey Night in Canada uh, for, a, for a spell and, and came back because of, uh, of series like this. This is, this is what you, you dream of doing as a, as a broadcaster in Canada, and it, uh, it really doesn't get much better than this. Um, we're never, I don't think, uh, going to have a circumstance where, where they could meet for, for the Stanley Cup. So this is, uh, this is what we've got. And, and uh, I know all of us are going to to embrace it and, and make the most of it. How does it work? Is it like you're on the bench and the coach comes and taps you, Chris, and says, okay, you're in? Or we, did you do you lobby to get certain series? Like this one, I would think you would lobby to get this one, wouldn't you? Oh, you know, if, if lobbying worked, I would have been lobbying, but that's, <laughs> that, that isn't the way it works in this business. Uh, they don't know who I think I am, so uh, no. Uh, we're, we're just, you know, you, you, you look at the possible matchups and you, you uh, let's let, – well, let's face it. This was the one that uh, all of us at Hockey Night would uh, would be uh, would be highlighting and keeping our fingers crossed for. So, uh, yep, that uh, sometimes it works your way, and, and this is great. I, I, you know, I was asked yesterday uh, about doing 91, and, and back then I I would host most series. I get one series in round one, and I'm I'm starting to think, how the heck did I get the Battle of Alberta in 1991? I was pretty lucky then. So when you when you look back at the span of your career, I mean, you, you have to think that that Battle of Alberta in 91 would have been a pretty big highlight, right? I mean, when you look back on that, is that sort of one of the standout moments? Well, it, it, what's funny is it might have been the first, well, it was the first great series I did. It was the first seven-game series I did. Mm-hmm. And when people ask me, what's the best series you've ever done? I, I you know, it depends on the moment, but I, I seem to defer back to that 91 series more often than not and probably more often than any other series because it just, it had everything. And, you know, at the time I was living in, in Edmonton and, and doing Alberta games, Games almost on a weekly basis. So, uh, you know, the buildup over the years was was amazing. Uh, you, they had met for and played in a seven-game series in '84, in '86. Everybody in the province couldn't wait for a, a rematch after what happened in '86, and we had to wait an extra year because Calgary lost in '87 and '88. Went in four games, which nobody in Edmonton was complaining about. But it wasn't the classic, you know, uh, Battle of Alberta uh, mm-hmm. marathon. That uh, that '91 provided, and and again, uh, it just it, it was a series that had everything, and all great series or, or any series that goes seven and then overtime in Game Seven is is a great series, but that one just was uh, a little bit better than just about any other. Hey, Chris, your old buddy uh, Morty Scott wants to dive in on this. Hey, Morton, CC. Uh, back when you did 91, there was no internet. There was no Twitter. I noticed your Twitter byline says, I don't cheer for or against your team. Talk about the reaction you get from fans, because I'm sure there's going to be someone in Calgary who's upset if you get too excited about an Oiler goal and someone in Edmonton who's going to get upset if you get too excited in their belief on a Flames goal. Do you get a lot of reaction from fans about that? 
I, I was getting a lot of reaction. Uh, I apparently am one of the greatest Leaf lovers and haters uh, <laughs> of all time. I get I get both on a regular basis. So, to be honest with you, I, I I've I've stopped checking. So whatever people say now, I, I don't notice, and and uh, it's it's made my life a little easier. But uh, yeah, I I apparently don't like your team, and I really don't like the team you're playing either. So that's okay. On talk, uh, on talk at, radio, at least that's reaction i get on talk radio we're either left-wing commies or right-wing radicals so yeah probably in the same sentence yeah same deal (laughs) those walks to tim hortons are going to be interesting during this series for you in the morning yeah it's uh you know that's the other thing i remember i and and it's the beauty of all canadian series too i remember doing a winnipeg vancouver series and uh i was getting lots of smiles in winnipeg when the jets led to nothing and we got out to vancouver and all of a sudden you know we were getting sneered at and nobody liked us and the Canucks tied the series 2-2, and we went back to Winnipeg, and we weren't very popular back there either. So uh, that's that's just kind of the nature of the beast. And that was before the Internet. So, uh, yeah, you get it uh, in person, and you certainly get it in social media. Is that one of the biggest challenges about calling a game like this, is just, just how... Uh, loyal the fans are and just how into it they are or what are some of the big challenges that, that you're looking at when you're when you're calling a playoff game like this one well you do walk a little bit of a tightrope more uh, you know if I was you know people say well you're not doing the game like the the guys who do the Raptors or the Blue Jays well you know that's that's one team for the whole country and and you know on Hockey Night in Canada the team you're doing is not the country's team because uh, there's there's you know any number of uh, of teams that people across the country are cheering for and not always the Canadian team too I mean there is a, a strong contingent of fans of the Boston Bruins and teams like that so um, you know I just you just try and maintain balance I'm just going to ride the wave of uh, how uh, uh, emotional and and how terrific this series is going to be and it is going to sound like I'm more excited in Calgary if the flame score because 19,000 people are, are pushing me in Calgary to do that and the same in Edmonton when the Oilers score and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it goes crazy at Rogers so uh, you know it's it, it's just kind of human emotion uh, and, and there's going to be a lot of it in this series. It's fun and it's understandable that we compare back to the last Battle of Alberta in a playoff round but this is this is different hockey, it's a different world uh, we're going to be talking to Kevin McClellan in the next half hour. I mean that guy went through some absolute street gang wars on the ice so it's different but it is it's the intensity level and the importance level and the alberta element to it that it's they're going to be different but it's still going to be intense well, you're going to need you're going to need a little Kevin McClellan in this series, I think. And and you know there was a subtle addition to the Oilers back in the day that that put them over the top. I mean, Kevin McClellan was as important in in uh, winning a, uh, that first cup as uh, as just about anybody else. And and that's what you have to keep in mind going into this series that uh, guys like uh, Zach Cassian are, are going to make an impact in this in the series or could make an impact, and uh, they're going to have to deal with people like Milan Lucic and and uh, and uh, as as terrific as uh, as Connor McDavid and Johnny Gaudreau are probably going to be in this series uh, uh, you're going to have to look further down the lineup for some heroes as well uh, let Morley jump in one more before we let it go you packing for a seven game series 
I'm uh, not only packing for seven, Morley, but uh, you never know. Because it's probably seven, I won't get a chance to get back. And uh, so I'm packing for the third round, too, because uh, I, I do think uh, I'm going to be out there a while and, uh, and can't wait. Well, we can't wait to hear you, Chris. Thank you so much for making the time this morning. Really appreciate the conversation. My pleasure. It's going to be fun being back in Alberta. Thanks, Thanks folks. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.